Hello, you lucky people. It's Friday. It's midday, which means one thing, one thing only. It's Wow Ergonomics with myself and Stephen Howell. Stephen, how are you? Hello, I'm very well. We're back again, Graham. Friday lunch. Uh, Friday lunchtime, as ever. The as week ever. Is, the weeks just disappear. They're just coming around as quickly as yep. possible. Um, for today's episode, we have a special guest. We're going to uh, make the border disappear. Please take note of the name at the top of the border, by the way, back at Elkhuizen. Nice Was sponsors it? of this over wonderful there. No, show. Over there, yeah. Uh, up there. Um, but we'll make it disappear. And uh, we'll say hello to the wonderful Lisa. Hello, Lisa. How are you? Hello. How are you doing, Graham and Stephen? Hello. Well, very well, thank you. Very well. Absolutely lovely. Thank you very much indeed. Where are you coming from today? Manchester. Oh, okay. So we're between the, the three of us, we follow a lovely line uh, yes. up this side of the country. Um, all the way from Somerset through Birmingham and up to Manchester. And what and is the weather as peachy in Manchester today as it is in Somerset? Uh, Nineteen degrees, which isn't bad for Manchester. Ooh, okay. Dare think... we ask the question? Is it raining though, Lisa? No, that's an urban myth. It doesn't rain all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to get that one out of the way, haven't you? Yeah, I you think... do. I think we're due to get up to around about 24, 25 today wow. down in, in Somerset, which is oh, which is wonderful. Uh, finally, a little bit of sunshine. Probably going to rain tomorrow. Uh, there we go. Um, Lisa, tell us, what is it you do? So I am the owner of Es Hampers. We are a sustainable, eco-friendly hamper company that specialises in inclusion. So we don't make sure that nobody misses out. So we specialise in uh, dietary and cultural hampers. So with uh, 10 million people in the UK with allergens, we make sure that they don't miss out, but also the no waste principles. So we want you to pick the hamper that you actually want instead of re-gifting or putting in a cupboard and then putting in the bin. Do you know what? I love this, Stephen. Absolutely mm. love this. How many times have you had a hamper and it's just been full of stuff you don't ever want to use i got last christmas from bacca alcazen a wonderful wonderful italian hamper but the only problem was half of it was fabulous and i loved it the other half was like that just isn't for me so actually i managed to gift it out to friends so we got used it didn't go to waste but it was like oh i sort of feel like i've had half a present i yeah. sort of feel like i've lost that other half of a gift that i really would have liked yeah, and I think also many of our products are charity-based as well. Um, so while you're gifting, you're re-gifting. So um, our IPAs and lagers are either animal conservations or men's mental health. Wow. Um, so it's really important for me um, as an ex-nurse and ex-social worker that we also re-gift and we look after each other. And I think that's a really good way of doing it. Well, how, how did you make that transition, Lisa, from... Your, your previous roles into into doing this um i think well i think most people don't realize you've got your second brain so if you're not looking after your gut you're not looking after your brain and um, and also i saw that a lot of people when i was visiting homes in social care or nursing their diets weren't that great and um, sugar we all need to be aware of how damaging sugar is to your mental health as well as your gut um, so I made the very brave, I think now looking back, decision to leave a caring profession after 30 years 
Um, but I absolutely love what I do. And I think it's really important that we can save the, the community and the environment by just looking at how we gift. Yeah, no, absolutely. Are, are you concerned as you look around how, or, you know, perhaps if you're looking across social media on a day-to-day -day basis and looking at uh, people's LinkedIn profiles and what they, how they talk about food, uh, just what some people eat because they're busy. Hugely. And I think you don't have to eat badly just because you're busy. And I think that's one of the messages we're trying to get. Even your snacks do not have to be full of sugar, full of salt. You know, there's lots of really good products on the market. Um, we tend to help the small business companies. So 99% of our products are not on the shelves in the supermarkets. So for me, it's about us all supporting each other as small businesses to make sure that we get that message. Because I find that small businesses understand diet better um, because they actually have a message rather than just trying to be about consumerism and mm. get people in to spend. Now, Lisa, see, what's the big, I was going to say, what's the oh. biggest misconception about food, Lisa? What's the, what, you know, when you were going around in your sort of, you know, social care role, what, what was the thing that you, you sort of came across where people thought it was okay to do it and you would just put your head in your hands and go, where did you ever hear that? Whoever, where, where did you think that was a good idea? What's the biggest thing that we do wrong that we actually think isn't bad for us? Um, I think um, for me also cooking isn't that, isn't that rocket science in lots of ways. People think that cooking is a difficult thing to do. Mm. And I think it's probably going back to those old traditions and maybe making stews, you know, or it, I don't know about yourselves, but when we used to have a chicken on a Sunday, it would become into a chicken stew or a curry, where mm. now that doesn't, that gets wasted because people don't think they can do that. So I think that, you know, and people will say, oh, I can't afford fresh food, but then they go to McDonald's. Sorry, I shouldn't have probably named them. Um, but Other know, fast food is available. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the, the cost of having food there is so expensive. So if mm. people actually had that balanced view, they could actually probably get a couple of meals out of what they've paid for, a, you know, a family meal. Yeah, no, totally understand that. My wife always comes home complaining about um, sugar in foods because obviously mm. she works within the dental profession and people do not understand sugar in foods. One of the one of the biggest misconceptions, Stephen, is um, mm. no added sugar on the label of a squash, yeah. for example, right? And she has to tell people constantly, day after day, that's got sugar in it, mm. and they're like. But, but it says no added sugar. Yeah, that's right. It's got no added sugar. It's got mm -hmm. sugar in it. <laughs> that's what makes it taste nice. Yeah. You know? But also a lot of things that I think, if I remember right, a lot of things that are labelled up as like the low-fat alternatives to things then tend to be quite sugar-heavy because they're trying to replace one thing with another. So they're badging themselves as this is low-fat or whatever. But it, it it has something in it that equally isn't good for you but it gives that impression by using a certain wording it draws people to that product that oh actually it's okay for me to have that version of a product but it's just then got other things instead that equally are are put are bad for you is that is that true lisa you couldn't be, you're 100 percent correct uh, yeah no that's 100 percent um 
And I think that's the yogurts are a major one for that. You know, right. if you look at the back of a yogurt pot, you would be probably horrified some of the things that because they say low fat yogurt, you go, oh, brill, and then you put yeah. it in. But actually, if you read the back of it, the other contents, you're like, oh, well, actually, no, that's not worth it. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to, to no, Lisa, have you managed to get this into um, commercial uh, buildings as well? Because, you know, Stephen, we've talked about in the past, and I, I, I still think it's an area that needs exploring more, where somebody joins a business and they're gifted those things when they join as part of their kind of induction. And quite often what we see are things like food hampers or whatever, but it's all the naughty stuff, Lisa. Yeah. And, yeah. and yet, you know, part of the uh, values of that business and part of the rhetoric that comes out from the person that's running the business is that we're all about well-being, we're all about teaching, you know, this and that and yet what we see is that they're given a box of chocolates and a bottle of prosecco and whatever mm. um and we've said it'd be you know one of the things we'd love to see people get as part of their gifts is maybe some ergonomic advice and some aids as well so that actually they're looking after themselves in terms of the way they sit but have you managed to get into any organizations to you know perhaps get the gift of a hamper a, a good hamper for, for someone that's starting a job? Because that would be brilliant, folks. Yeah, no, we work with an amazing solicitors in Birmingham and they always have a welcome pack, but it's a relaxation one. They don't want a logo company on it. They want to basically say to the person, welcome. Because um, I think people feel sometimes when it's logoed, um, actually we're just selling your brand, where actually you're not mm. thinking of me. And I think you you spot on i mean i've got allergens and um, when i was a nurse and the social worker people would give us gifts and i'd go that's really nice but i can't have them so i would just keep walking past and if you think of the, the uh, demographics of the you know those professions there will be people who follow the islamic faith there will be people who uh, follow the jewish faith so often these gifts have been given or vegan you know they've given gifts but actually it's only for a small minority of people mm. rather than you know that if you can be inclusive so i would say if you send a hamper out you've got 10 million people with allergies in the uk 8.5 million people with gluten intolerance the likelihood if you're sending a hamper to an office there will be one of those people so make sure it's mm. an inclusive hamper not as you say not just wine or it's got to be inclusive for everybody I think this is brilliant. I just just imagine this is a much better way of actually starting the conversation with somebody that's just joining the business as well, rather mm -hmm. than we need to know all about you because, uh, you know, for our records. It, what a wonderful way to say, look, you know, uh, we're so excited to bring you, you know, have you on board. We'd love you to talk to, uh, you know, these people over here. They're going to provide you with a wonderful hamper on starting. Um, it's not going to be logoed up with our business. It's mm. it's going it's a real it's just a real you know welcome gift mm. to you, um, but it means that you know you can have a conversation with them about uh, any of the allergens you've got or uh, any of the particular dietary needs that you've got, and mm. it, you may get some great advice from that, which will help you long term with your health. That's just brilliant. Mm. That's what we need more of. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Well, yeah, I'm mean, yeah. simply just sending out a, a sort of a, a, a standard sort of gift, as, as as Lisa said, and you're touching on there, Graham. It, it it lacks, it lacks personal touch. It lacks 
consideration as well, doesn't it? Where all of those things, if you're bringing new people on board, you want people to feel welcome. You do want them to feel, you know, um, that the business is pleased they've joined. Actually, by doing that, by personalising, as it were, the gift, it really gets that person to sort of buy into that organisation that they're joining. Yeah, I'd love to know as the as the uh, as this goes out over the next week or so, and people catch up on it. I'd love to know what kind of gift did you get when you joined? Well, I didn't get anything. A load of people will say, uh, but if you did get something, what were you given? Um, was it personalised at all, or did it actually promote any of the values of the business, or did it just last for five minutes and you know make you sick? I don't know. Uh, just, just let us know. It'd be good. It'd be interesting to find out. What sort of people are you looking to talk to, Lisa? Um, we work real well with solicitors, recruitment agencies, but anybody who wants their staff to retain. So we, you know, if you want to retain your staff, you need to know a bit about their staff. So some of the things I get is I've had a gentleman who says, "Oh, I've had the same bottle of red wine for twenty-five years." My employees know I do not drink. Or, you know, I've had that moon page card. So we handwrite the cards because I think that's important. Wow. Um, yeah. So for me, is that's also important because if you've done a moon pick card, yes, they're great. Um, but actually, they're not personalised. So, mm. you know, it's typed on and, you know, people want that pen. Still, I think still want that pen and somebody signing it. Yeah, no. Listen, I think this is I think this is marvelous. I've, I want to ask you, what are some of the most popular things that people pick to go in your, uh, their hampers? Um, you know, that perhaps things that we can't just go and get at the local supermarket. So we use a company called Betty Hula that um, their packaging is sugarcane, and that is extremely mm -hmm. popular. Products are at top quality and um, Lisa, who's the owner, has really made lots of thoughts into how to use the product um, and how to help the environment as well. So that is an amazing and, mm. you know, she does everything from shower gels to hand cream. Um, but uh, that's extremely popular. Um, for men, it's manicure sets and bike um, things to help fix their bikes. So that's been oh, wow. really, they've been really popular. Um, and for Christmas time, things like cocktail in the baubles were just flew off the shelf. Mm. Oh, that's interesting, isn't it? Manicure sets. That's a, almost sounds like a little bit of an oxymoron, a manicure set and something to mend your bike. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 I guess you'd mend your bike first and then have the manicure. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, otherwise, you, otherwise you could be damaging your nose. Yeah, um, are men? I don't know. Are men actually that uh, worried about the, the state of their hands? Mate, is that is that an indication that we're spending more time uh, in front of people again, or that we're spending more time online? And maybe like you, you know, your, your your fingers are important. I don't know. Have you have you ever had a manicure, Stephen? No. 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 That's that's your hands, isn't it? And a pedicure is your feet. Is that right? That's right. Yes. Yeah, pedicures your feet, <laughs> manicures your hands. Yeah. Wow. I, I I have had it done, but only by the children at home, because they love playing. Uh, you know, sort of manicures and, and pedicures, and they they you know. I, so I've had my nails painted before now by 
by my daughter pretending to be a beautician. But I can't say that I've ever had a, a manicure in a shop or whatever before. But that's interesting that that's there. But the bike one's interesting. Um, presumably that means we're seeing more people actually using a bike, which is which yeah, is good from a health point of view. Yeah, I, I think bikes sort of bikes have been more popular. After the health. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think also again going back to COVID as well. I think a lot of people took up biking during COVID, and it's good to hear that people are just carrying on and carrying on doing that because that was one of the, mm -hmm. if you can say, one of the positives to come out with it was actually it encouraged a lot more people to sort of get involved in exercise and to take up new hobbies. So it's quite good to see that people are, are sort of car or appear to be sort of carrying that on, as it were. Yeah. I, w I wonder whether that's actually says something about where people are working as well, because maybe, you know, maybe if you don't necessarily have to travel into an office, this, I'm, I'm surmising here, but maybe if you don't have to travel into the office every single day, but you can actually, you, you may do it you know, in more of a hybrid way, actually the bike starts to make sense because you're not doing that ride into work every day. But actually, mm. and interestingly, um, and the countenance down the road from us, I saw a number of people, because my son's working there during the summer holidays, I saw a number of people turning up on their bikes the other day. It's mm. fascinating watching uh, people in suits try to ride a bike <laughs> you have to you have to buy those clips um, i don't i don't know whether i don't know whether you provide the clips as well lisa maybe that maybe that's something uh, to think about in future maybe I'm you can sure find we could a, if, i'm sure we could if somebody asked a sustainable way of producing uh, the clips for, for for a bike that's that's that is brilliant i'm i'm really it's been fascinating talking to you today lisa and hearing about your business in oh, what's how, what do you see as the, the kind of growth factor for your business going forward? Where, where else do you feel that you can take this? Well, we're being caught pending, um, which is really good. So that means we put the environment and community before profit. Um, we've won 11 awards. Um, I think Brilliant. it can only grow. We want to help the community. So we would want apprentices. Um, and just to get the message out about inclusion, really, that nobody does need to miss out um, and that people understand sustainability. So everything we use is plastic free. Um, so, you know, we're on a full mission to be fully plastic free by the end of this year, which we're well on target for. And um, even down to our crisp packets are plastic free. So, you know, we are on our way to our journey really of making sure that people get everything they want well i think that's brilliant i'd love to uh i'd love to applaud you lisa for what you're doing mm -hmm. thank you so much for coming on and being thank a guest you. today and talking about this i must catch up with you on the one-to-one -one sometime um and we're and thank i you. will make sure that i get a date in the diary to do that but thank you uh for coming thank on you. today um please if you haven't connected to uh, lisa on any of the social platforms um please do ez hampers or easy hampers uh, whichever way you want to pronounce it and uh you know do do check that out i think that's that's fantastic thank you we'll say goodbye now um and we'll speak to you again soon thank you so Thanks, much Lisa. for coming on bye thank you. brilliant well, there you are really it was fair. That, was, I... that was really really interesting wasn't it I was waiting though, and I didn't. I didn't mention it. But when as soon as I hear a certain fast food chain, Graham, 
I always go back to your story about the assessment you did for the lady who was having permanent tiredness done. at work and she was eating wasn't she eating McDonald's for every meal or something she, like that or breakfast and lunch or something like that uh, so. every single meal of the mm. day yeah yeah and, and you know and there's nothing wrong with the odd bit of fast food you know um mm. and some of those fast food chains as well do have you know alternatives on yeah. the menu as well I mean let's face it I mean the, the trouble is how many people pick the healthy alternatives when they do go to those fast food places or you know mm. do they ramp it up to the you know, the highest calorie, highest sugar, highest whatever. Uh, Have you seen there's the, the double Big Mac that's been going on over the summer? Double yeah. Big Mac. Have yeah, you I've taken it. it on? Yeah, I've Have you? That. Yeah. Three mouthfuls I can do that in. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Really? I'm impressed. Yeah. I think yeah. we need to see that li- done live. This is really this is the wrong a man versus a man versus food. I know, but maybe this is the wrong. uh, You know, now after we've said all of that great stuff about eating healthy, and then then we come out with this, and and also maybe this is just the wrong platform for it, just because you know we shouldn't really be promoting that. But if you do want to see it, I'll I'll try and do it somewhere uh, on the (laughs) internet. Um, Next time, next time. In fact, oh no, that's going to be breakfast. I was going to say we're going to stop there for breakfast on uh, um monday next week monday. just because that's yeah. a, a treat a treat a, an odd treat for the kids um right but yeah next time i am there if they're still doing it i'm i might film it there we go i think you should i think you should you can be the new adam richmond the uk's yeah. man versus food champion graham versus double big mac my kids love that my kids man love that food. Yeah, it's quite worrying. It's quite, it's quite. The trouble is, it's quite an addictive thing as well, isn't it? I mean, I think we all love to see, mm. in some ways, the extent to which we can morph our mouths around food. But yeah, um, in all honesty, it's it's diabolical that actually people eat so much junk food, uh, and mm. we do need to get healthy. But I thought that I thought that was interesting for a number of reasons. I thought it was interesting mm. because. It does tie into what we were saying. There does that that business wouldn't be being such a success if there aren't people that are more interested in well-being mm-hmm. and promoting well-being within their business. Yeah. So because otherwise, they'd just be knocking the same old hamper out to everyone, the same generic. Everyone gets the same. Get on with it. Yeah, that's what would be happening, and therefore there'd be no need for a business like Leaster's. Correct, but also I'm I'm interested because. There's obviously a narrative within some of the people that she's talking to about, as she said, inclusion and making sure that it's not a one size fits all solution, but actually an individualized solution, which is perfect for us from an ergonomics point of view. I think it would actually be worth you um, touching base with her afterwards and seeing, seeing whether or not, you know, we could actually add. Or maybe maybe a dealer could get involved in that as well. Maybe you could be adding in ergo yes. stuff to, yeah, especially the the uh, the recycle right, or the the cyclical range. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'd say it, it, I hadn't thought that. I didn't think that was where you were going. But actually, as you say, it's all about that welcoming and health and well-being. And, and what we do, you know, as we as we've discussed, ties in nicely with that. And I know we've mentioned before about gift packs and welcome packs and whatever but that's exactly what a hamper is so no it's interesting i will i will catch up with lisa there might potentially be a an opportunity or an angle for to think about 
those organisations, if they are interested in it, just going that little bit further, extending it beyond that nice welcome gift to actually here's something that's going to make you healthy and productive from the beginning of your career with this organisation. Yeah, I wonder how much of that's going to get driven as well by, if you listen to the kind of organisations that she's dealing with, I wonder how much of it's going to get driven by uh, accreditations that those businesses are trying to gain. Mm. I think that that could be a really interesting one going forward. I mean, clearly, you know, if you're interested in sustainable solutions as well, just wonder how much of that's then going to be about well actually we're try, you know we're proving that we're we're sustainable to this level because actually this is going to get us this iso or this is yeah. going to, this is going to actually get us this kite mark or whatever or, or this award in which case actually that then leads on to them going right actually we need to think about sustainability when it comes mm. to everything and i just love the whole connection between health and well-being and sustainability and yeah. that that whole piece mm. yeah how, how have you found in terms of uh being out there how are you finding people on the narrative of sort of sustainability at, at the moment because um i'm guessing on the one hand uh people are still conscious that we need to do something for the planet yeah you know and after covid i think that kind of ramped all of that up i mean people were you know people were suddenly conscious that you know when we weren't having jets going through the sky and we didn't didn't have cars on the road or whatever we saw wildlife coming back out and Mm. flourishing and whatever and it was you know it made us all stop to think well actually look what happens when we're not out there spoiling it but at the same time of late it's been difficult in terms of prices are going up cost of living's going up yeah. so is is it is it still as high on the agenda or are people kind of struggling to find that kind of middle ground i think you you made a really good point there i think you still got two sort of two sort of issues sort of clashing as you say i think i don't think any i don't think there's any business out there that isn't interested around circularity, around recycled, about how the product is made, what can they do with it end of life. In in my experience, I haven't come across any organisation who isn't interested in that. I think the leap is, whilst they're interested, are they then prepared to go and invest in that type of solution or product? Because as has traditionally been the case, and you know, going back to when, when recycled products began in the office supply sector, there is with some products a a higher price point that come that comes with some of those products so you do get a little bit of people will talk the talk but maybe always won't walk the walk now mm. lots of organizations are but it still then becomes a well yeah we're really interested however for this product we pro, this project we've only got this much money and it doesn't fit in it. So I think it's still in that classic situation of, yes, it's of interest to everyone. Not everyone, though, will then follow that up by investing in that product. But I, but as I say, I think the, certainly the desire is to be there. But like you say, you know, the, the economy is having certain tough situations that maybe don't allow people. So actually, it, it, it's, it's not maybe that they don't want to, but maybe they can't necessarily at that moment afford to. There you go. Folks. 
that's it from this episode. We we are we're cutting it shorter today. Yeah. Um, primarily because we just don't want to waffle. Um, but also because it is the summer holidays, we want you to spend more time with your children, with your loved ones. Get out in the fresh air whilst you can, because very soon uh, it'll be A, the colder months, and B, uh, you know, everyone will be back to madness. Uh, so um, running around like blue-ass bottle flies. Yeah. Um, and we'll so save all our waffling for then, Graham. We'll save yeah. all our waffling for the cold uh, times. C- come back when it's cold with a... Yeah. with a pasty in your hand yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and and you know we'll sit around the fire and we'll chew the cud uh so th- this is it for today um thanks to our special guests who came on today as well um really really interesting um do go and check out easy hampers because i think that's a, a fascinating thing think about what you actually give to new employees within the business are you actually telling them something about your the the nature of your business, the ethos of your business, the values of your business, or are you just giving them something that they will maybe put on social media for five minutes but then forget? You know, making that big impact with someone when they actually join your business and setting the agenda in terms of health and well-being is really important. So we'll see you again soon. We'll be back at the same time, same place next Friday. Until then, bye for now. Bye-bye.